the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Our series is called The Road to Redemption, and it continues next on Times of Refreshing. Join us. When it comes to redemption, the gospel, seeking and saving that which is lost, there is a formula, if you will. It's a formula we're looking at here in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 5 through 9. Last couple of broadcasts, we focused on the planting of the Word of God. Today, we want to take a look at what it means to water that which was planted. It's part of our series called The Road to Redemption. Again, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 5 through 9. That's where we catch up with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman, as we continue our series, The Road to Redemption, here on this edition of Times of Refreshing. Chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And uh, uh, this really is a series of messages that I'm putting together these three messages, the first service and then this service and then the next service, entitled, The Road to Redemption. The Road to Redemption. The first service, and I talked about this, and you're going to see this here in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, about how Apostle Paul said that he planted, that he understood that it was his job to plant the Word of God. The sower sows the Word, to plant the Word of God in a person's heart, within their minds, in hopes that someone would come along and number two would water. And this is what I want to talk to our, this, this service about is watering. And we're going to get heavily into this. And then the Bible says that after a person is watered, says that God gives the increase. In the, the fast service, I'm going to be talking about how salvation is still a supernatural act. It is supernatural. It's not just a natural thing. And just watering and planting is not going to get the job done. Ultimately, God has to quicken or make someone alive in him. And so we're going to be talking about that in next service. But it says here in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5. Verse 5 on down to 9. It says, Who then is Paul and who is Apollos, but ministers through whom you believed, as the Lord gave to each one? He says, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Now he who plants and he who waters are one. And each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are God's fellow workers. And then he says, you are God's field you are God's building. Apostle Paul had a true apostolic mindset. He understood that he was sent. He was a sent one. In fact, he understood that he was an ambassador for God. As though God was pleading through him to people to be reconciled to God. 
And he, God, he knew that God had given all of us the ministry of reconciliation. It's our job to do the work of an evangelist. And it's not just an event. You know, it's not just something that we do. And I'm going to talk about this a little bit here because sometimes we think we have to do something special to win souls. Every single day we have an opportunity to reach people that in our respective sphere of influence that do not know the Lord. Whether you're, and it doesn't mean that, and I'm not even in your sphere of influence. If you go to the grocery store, if you're at school or whatever it is, there are people all around us that do not know the Lord. Apostle Paul realized that he was an ambassador. He represented the kingdom of God. He understood very clearly that God had authorized him to speak on his behalf. God had authorized Paul to speak on Christ's behalf. And I think this is the mindset that we got to begin to develop if we're going to be successful as, as uh, heralders of the gospel. And we get out and share with the gospel. We have authority from God. It's no different. And I said this on Wednesday and I said it in the first service. I'll say it now. It is no different than uh, Hillary Clinton or Condoleezza Rice going on behalf of the President of the United States into another country fully representing the President of the United States and the United States speaking on behalf of the United States. That's what an ambassador is. That's what a herald is. That's what an apostolic voice is. We're representing the Lord Jesus Christ in the earth. We are in this world, but we are not what? We are not of this world. And you have to start seeing yourself as an agent of God. God saved me. He changed my life. That he might use my life to touch and reach somebody else's life. We have to start seeing the church as not just a social club. Many people have a social club mentality when it comes to church. We punch our ticket and we think. Understand when you were born again, you were born again into the kingdom of God. And the church is a part of the kingdom of God. And God wants to use the church as an embassy, if you will, in the earth that fully represents the kingdom of God. And so all of us have to get this in our mind that the church is an embassy. We're representing the kingdom. The kingdom of God. The kingdom of God has a different culture, a different mindset. And God sovereignly rules overall, but especially when it comes to the church. And so in our minds, we have to understand this because there is a social aspect to church, which we all should embrace in the fellowship. But, but this is about business too, amen? We, the devil is trying to kill us. The kingdom of darkness is trying to wipe us out. People, people, people don't like us because of our stand for Christ and for righteousness. Light makes manifest the things of darkness. So we're not always going to be appealing to, to the masses. But that's okay. Understand that we're part of the kingdom. We represent the kingdom. And we have an assignment from God. And that is to do the work of an evangelist. But Apostle Paul, we see this when he goes forth. I love this because he understood that there was also a process to someone coming to Christ. And he says it. He says, I planted. He says, Apollos watered. And then God gives the increase. So it's not just going to happen. You planting a seed is the first step to getting a person on this road to redemption. Somebody's going to come after you and water the seed. 
And then ultimately, God has to give the increase. So this is the mindset that we have to develop as God is using us. So we don't get frustrated that we don't lose our minds trying to figure out why this person isn't saved, why they're not listening. You just keep doing one or the other, planting or watering in a person's life. Amen? But we're going to focus today on watering because this is the second step as we're seeing people get on this, this road to redemption. And it says here in verse 6, I planted, he says, Apollos watered. The word watered there in the Greek, it means to let drink or to give a drink. It means to let drink, to allow someone to drink, or to give a person something to drink. Okay? So when we're thinking about this, we're either letting them drink or we are allowing them to drink. But we have to get, keep in mind that what they are drinking is the Word of God. And so the Word of God is the seed, but the Word of God is also the water. Understand this. We are washed by the washing of water by what? The Word of God. The Word of God is the seed, but the Word of God is also the water. So we're dealing with the Word of God as the seed, But the Word of God is also the water. We have to see it as such. Understand that you come along and share with someone the Word of God, and the seed is being planted. But then, a person, you come back and share again, and now a person is getting watered through your ministry. And and I want to share something with you here in John chapter 4. I want you to go there. John chapter 4. For pride's sake... We've got to understand this point. The seed is the word, but the water is also the word. Look what it says here in verse 34. John chapter 4, verse 34. Then Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Do you you not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are, all, are already white for harvest. And he who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life, that both he who sows or plants and he who reaps, that's gathers it in, may, re- may rejoice together. For in this, the saying is true, one sows and another reaps. But this is the key. I sent you to reap... That for which you have not labored. Others have labored and you have entered into their labors. Now think about this. So what he's saying is, just like Apostle Paul said, that I planted, Apollos watered. These two are working together. Amen? They're working together to see a common task. But one will not have success without the other. Think about what I'm saying. For humility's sake, and that's why Apostle Paul says, he who waters is nothing just like the one who plants is nothing. But it's God who gets the glory because ultimately he gives, he gets, he gives the increase. And so for us as a church, we have to realize that at some point in time, you're going to go from planting, which really is the hard work. Like I said in the, in the first service, to plant something, you've got to get on your knees. You've got to get dirty. You get a little dirt under your nails. 
You get a little sweaty. You, you, you got to remove some rocks. You got to, that's the heart. And sometimes that's where you are at in a person's life. You're trying to plant a seed in their life. And sometimes you're going to have a little battle with them. Does anybody know what I'm talking about in here? And it's the main ones that you have the most struggle with. You may be the one that's planting seed in their life. But it always amazes me how you can spend years planting seed into someone's life and you've told them all kinds of stuff about the gospel. You've preached to them. You've cried. You fell out. You've... ah. And then all of a sudden, somebody comes behind you and says the same thing you've been saying and they throw a little water on it and then God gives them the increase right there and you're, eh, eh, eh. does anybody know what I'm talking about in here? I spent all that time, and then now this person said the same thing I've been, have you ever, I couldn't receive it from you because I, no, you couldn't receive it from me because maybe I was just the planter. But it got in there. And then when somebody came and watered the seed, God gives the increase. What has to happen is we can't get frustrated when we, don't, when we see this process taking place and we see in our lives individuals that they're not in the, the planting stage. Right now, you're being used as an instrument to water them. To water them. I know about that. I was raised in the church. Go in the watering mode. I know that. Somebody shared this track with me. Go in the watering mode. I know that. Been around the church my whole life. I'm backslidden. Go into watering mode. Because the seed is there. Amen? We got to learn to discern where a person is at and then begin to give them what they need or get in the position. I planted. Apostle Paul knew I planted. I know what I did. Apollos watered. All he did was water the seed that I have given. Just start sharing the same thing that I already shared. God gives the increase. We have to learn to understand where a person is at on the road to redemption and then give them what they need, realizing that we are entering into, when we go into the watering stage, into somebody else's labors. And what he just said? We're, We're entering into someone's labors. So if we do happen to see them get saved at our service or at our cubicle, we don't get lifted up with pride. Amen? Because there's no need for pride. Because ultimately, if God doesn't give the increase, it doesn't matter what we've done. Now, we receive wages. We receive reward. We thank God for that. But we have to get it in our mind that this is a process and there is a road to redemption. Watering somebody is a part of the labors. But realize you're entering into somebody else's labor. And we give God the glory for somebody coming to Christ. Amen? But now I want to shift it on you guys. Because a lot of times we, we, we understand that, we know this, we've read our Bibles around this. But one of the things that can happen as a pastor, as a leader, as someone who is doing the work of an evangelist, is that they forget that by placing too much water on the seed or on the tree, you can kill it. Amen? You can kill it. That's the reason why the Bible says, he who wins souls is wise. It takes wisdom to know and submission to the Holy Spirit to understand how we go about getting this done so that it's done the right way. And so I want to just give you some facts here 
about how overwatering of plant can ultimately kill it. Understand that overwatering a plant drives the air out of the soil and it drowns the plant. Overwatering drives the air, the pneuma, the breath, the spirit out of the soil and drowns the plant. And so realize that when you're doing your job to water someone, we want to be sensitive that we don't overdo it. Because what happens is, if you're not watchful, and you're not partnering with the Holy Spirit, your watering could actually do more damage than it can good. And you have to watch out for oversaturation. And this is what happens a lot of times when we're dealing with people because we're more moved by our emotions instead of being led by the Holy Spirit. It's not how much you say, it's what you say when you're supposed to say it. Can I have an amen? This is important when we're dealing with evangelism. And when we're dealing with doing what God is asking us to do in terms of watering people. Because for a lot of people, we, we, we bombard them to the point where they, they can't even come up for air. We don't give them a chance to respond or to think or to contemplate, to mull it over, to meditate on it. Just to process the little thing that we gave them. Now, we use the Word of God as a tool, but we still have to use it wisely under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And I've seen this, even in my personal life. I've seen, because what happens is, is this. The Bible says that the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. What you're communicating to people as you're watering the seed, you want to make sure that you stay in tune with the Holy Spirit, because ultimately the letter will kill But it's the Holy Spirit, it's the Spirit of God who gives life. And this blew me away. Overwatering drives the air out of the soil and then the plant drowns. And that's how sometimes people go away from us when we're trying to minister to them. They say, "Uh uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. And in their mind they're saying, I wish you would just be quiet. I don't understand anything you're saying. And the first thing I heard, but the last 10 minutes you've been, can I just go home now? So we want to be wise when we're sharing and how we share and when we share. Are we being led by the Spirit of God as we're watering the seeds that we know are being sown, have already been sown in a person's life? And I watch this happen a lot in Christianity because people become more moved by their emotions than led by the Holy Spirit. Sometimes you can give a person one word and that will mean more than you preaching to them for an hour. Can I have an amen? Well, this is what happens. We think that we're going to win people with the multitude of our words. With a multitude of words. It's not that. One word from God under the inspiration of the Spirit of God can change somebody's life. And watering does not mean we're looking at, a lot of times we're just looking at quantity instead of quality. Instead of sitting back and realizing, and, and we see this at our house all the time, because me and my wife, we got plant, we, and we just, we, we, we've knocked a couple out here and there. 
or they're not doing good. Why? Because my wife will water a plant, and I didn't know she watered a plant, and then I'll come with a big bucket, and I'll water the plant, but I didn't know she just watered a plant, and the next thing you know, the thing is wilting. It's almost, ah. We didn't communicate. So what happens is you're planting, we understand. Get the word in them. But now, when we're having conversations with a person, they say, yeah, I've been, I've been you know, I've been thinking about God, and, and you know, I've, somebody else was ministering to me. Then you go into watering mode. Okay, well, the word is in them. Now, I don't want to kill the seed by overwhelming them. Let me enter into somebody else's labor with wisdom to make sure that I can drive this point home. And that means, saints, we have to be sensitive. This letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. We always have to partner with the Holy Spirit because he'll give us what to say, how to say it, when to say it. But we just have to be willing to respond when he does it. Amen? And so we have to also understand that it's not just, the seed is never the problem. We know that when a seed gets planted in a person's life, it is, if it's pure from God, ultimately it's going to come forth as we water it. But sometimes even the water that we're giving people can be contaminated. People that are on the verge of getting saved, they're right there and God wants to do something. And if we don't make sure that our vessel is pure and what we're bringing is pure, we can actually hinder the seed that has been sowed in a person's life instead of helping it so that it becomes everything that God wants it to become. Amen? Bad water. Bad water. When we're ministering to people and they're on the verge of getting saved and we go down a route where we're just talking about um, you know, our denomination all the time. We're just talking about, you know, their selfish desires all the time. Or we're just, we, if, we're, if we go into flattery mode with them, this is all bad water. We got to make sure that we stick to the word and we give people the word. But there's two things that I wanted to talk about that just blew me away when I started studying this that I think will really help us a lot. There's two conditions of water that are sure to destroy a seed. Number one is salt water. Number two is sugar and water. And really, spiritually, we got to understand that this is a picture of what we see going on in the church today. We see one, and I want to start off by talking to you guys about how salt will kill a seed and kill a plant. Salt water is, is what I would call, um, is, is really, is a, is a picture of what I would call legalism. Jesus said, let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, not saturated with salt. And I think what happens a lot of times when we're ministering to people, um, especially people that are on the verge of getting, you know, on, on the road to redemption, we have to be very mindful because what we w- don't want to do is overwhelm them with a legalistic presentation. There's nothing wrong with standard. There's nothing wrong with God's, you know, government, God's rule. We understand that. But what happens is even some people that are choosing to give their life to God, they may come into a church like this, and we thank God for this church. But, but say they didn't come into a church. Maybe Say they came into another church, and they came into the church, and the people said that, you know, you're not saved unless you, if you wear makeup. That's legalism. That is salt in the water. You're not saved. Because, you know, women don't wear pants in this church. 
So you must not be saved. We have a lot of times a, a set of rules and a standard that is not a biblical standard. And instead of us getting people to Christ or on keeping them on the road to redemption, we can sidetrack them and hinder them from really receiving because we're putting a standard or a, or a, a rule upon them that God hasn't even given them through his word. It's called legalism. It's called salt in the water. And salt in the water, what does it do? Salt in the water leads to reverse osmosis. Where the nutrients are actually drawn out of the, the plant into the soil. So now the focal point isn't the plant. Now it just becomes the soil, what the plant is, is in. Instead of it drawing, pushing the soil... Being the vessel used to get water to the plant, actually now it's taken away from the plant. A production of the Well Christian Community, this has been Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. As we close out our time together today, we trust and pray our time together has encouraged you in Christ, has encouraged you in your walk and relationship with Him. If it has, we'd love to hear from you. Now, there are a couple of ways you can get a hold of us. By phone, of course, the easiest, 925-292-7800. Again, you can reach us at 925-292-7800. You're also welcome to write to us. Address your envelope to the Well Christian Community, 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore, California, the zip code 94551. Of course, you can always stop by our website. You can learn all about us at thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. You can even take advantage of a few links, one of which will take you to our Facebook page. Or if you're on Facebook, simply look for The Well Christian Community. Don't forget, as you visit our website, take a moment and drop us an email. Let us know you paid us a visit. You can also follow Pastor Napoleon, by the way, on Twitter. His address, at Napoleon Kaufman. All one word, at Napoleon Kaufman. We thank you for spending time with us again today and look forward to seeing you next time we get together as we continue looking at God's Word for times of refreshing. Until then, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may He bring you a peace that passes all understanding. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.